It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. A lot to get to today. It's Monday. I'm excited. So damn excited because Locked On Bengals right now, there is more content up there right now than there has been in the entire life of the site. And so I want you to go there now. While you're listening to this podcast, as long as you're not driving, if it's safe, if you're at your desk, put down the the, the call if you're cold calling or doing what you're doing, and check out LockedOnBengals.com. This is a daily Bengals podcast, Locked on Bengals, on Google Play, iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, you can get the Locked on Bengals podcast, also every pod. Post it at LockedOnBengals.com. And right now, I'm just going to read the newest stuff at LockedOnBengals.com. And it's from six things we learned from the 2017 season to a Locked On Bengals prospect spotlight of Texas left tackle Connor Williams to my latest piece, which I'll get to in a second, the curious case of Tyler Eifert, whether or not the Bengals should keep him, uh, prospect spotlights on Orlando uh, Orlando Brown, Mike McGlinchey, other tackles. There's so much there, and also why a good draft is crucial for the Bengals. Steve Herman chimes in with that. Nate Mallon chimes in. Bengals talk on Twitter. If you haven't seen Nate's work, it's really good stuff as well. Solomon Tentman doing the the prospect spotlights. Locked on Bengals is coming together. Inch by inch, piece by piece. And uh, I really want you to check it out because it's building, it's growing, and there's just a lot of stuff up there. And there are a lot of great insight and a lot of great Bengals websites out there. And I think Locked on Bengals dot com is up there with those sites. On Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Bengals. And I wanted to get to my piece, not because it's mine, because I really want your feedback on this. And I, I want you to read it and I've tweeted it out. And I I pretty much say that the Bengals, because there's a report from the Denver Post that they could move on from their wide receivers, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. And I thought about highlights like these and I realized it's time for the Bengals to go get themselves a Broncos wide receiver. You remember stuff, remember plays like these? Here's Dan Hoare, Dave Lapham. Simeon takes the shotgun snap, fades back to the 15, throws into the end zone. Touchdown, Emmanuel Sanders. And the Broncos have the lead with 28 seconds left in the half. He got matched up on a safety on Deron Smith and uh, just went right to Sanders. And he said, you know what? A safety on my wide receiver in the red zone, that's... uh, that, that's, a, that's a benefit to us. He points out Emmanuel Lemur, who looks to be coming. He is. Osweiler back to throw. Quick pass. Caught by Sanders at the four. Dives for the pylon. Touchdown, Denver. Brock Osweiler picked up the blitz, got rid of it quickly, connected with Sanders around the four, and he took it in for the Broncos. First, third quarter touchdown in seven games. That's Dan Horton, Dave Lapham on the call. Those are just various Emmanuel Sanders highlights because I'm on the trade for Emmanuel Sanders right now train. 
And there's multiple angles of this that I covered in the article from the cap space to what kind of pick they would have to give up to Joe Goodberry. And I got a quote from him. I texted him and said, Joe, you studied wide receivers for Bleacher Report. You watch plenty of Emmanuel Sanders. What are your thoughts? So there's a quote of, uh, from him in the article. And, and here's my, my thing. Because the reaction I got, and I'm not going to read the article to you here on the podcast, but the reaction I've gotten to it so far is, James, why the hell do you keep talking about skill position players? Why do you keep doing this? You did it last year with John Ross, and now you're doing it again, and it's repeating itself, and it's redundant, and it's old, and it's boring, and it's stupid. Okay. From the outside looking in, you might think that. Here's the difference. I'm tired of the Bengals relying on maybe. Relying on youngsters. Maybe Tyler Boyd gets it in year three. Maybe John Ross figures it out. I love John Ross coming out. I think he has the talent. I don't have time to wait around for him. That's how I want the Bengals to look at it. I don't have time to worry about whether or not Josh Malone can be the number two wide receiver on this team. I know Brandon LaFell isn't it. I'm going to move on from Brandon LaFell, move on from his $4 million, give up a fifth or a sixth round pick to get Emmanuel Sanders in his contract, which he makes about $8 million, $8.22 million this coming 2018 season, and I'm going to upgrade from Brandon LaFell. Emmanuel Sanders is versatile. He can play inside, can play outside. If John Ross emerges, that's fine. If Tyler Boyd emerges, that's fine. Because Emmanuel Sanders can play anywhere. Anywhere. And Tyler Boyd, obviously, a slot guy, so you could put Sanders outside. You could put Ross in the slot. You can move him outside and Sanders inside. You can do it all. And a lot of the pushback I've gotten is, James, why do you keep doing this when you know they need to block? They need an offensive line. Why? And I, I just, I don't understand. If you have, do you own a house? Like, let's say you own a house. I, I do, I have a mortgage. I don't own the house, but I have a mortgage. And so I bought my house. Let's say the roof is leaking, right? Good God, knock on wood. I hope that never happens. I hope it never gets to that ever. Let's say that happens. Well, does that leaky roof, that needs attention now, especially in the winter in Cincinnati when it's rain and it's cold and there's snow and there's moisture. You need, you need to fix that now. But if your furnace is acting up, shouldn't you pay attention to that too? Shouldn't you get that fixed as well? I'll give you another example because everyone listening probably has a car or has had a car. Your engine needs some work done. Your engine needs a blown head gasket. You need a new engine or you need to have that head gasket rebuilt, right? That's important. Car can't go without it. But... You also need new tires because one of them's rotting, two of them are bald, and one's just you just threw on there a Walmart tire that you threw on because you got a nail in your last one. Do you not get the tires because you need engine work done? Maybe if it's not in the budget, but the Bengals have the budget. <laughs> the Bengals have the budget. So, yes, is their number one problem on offense the offensive line? Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to address another weakness. You buying into Brandon LaFell being the number two wide receiver? No, I'm not. What about John Ross? Because, look, I'm the biggest John Ross fan. Can't rely on him. He's injured, played 17 snaps last year, and I don't think Marvin Lewis trusts him. 
Sorry, I can't. Tyler Boyd, 22 receptions as a sophomore, second-year player. Eh, can't do it, even though he finished the season with 10 receptions in his final two games. Josh Malone, you see anything there where you're like, oh, yeah, he's going to be the second wide receiver. Cody Core is a special teamer. So is everyone's favorite player, Alex Erickson. So I look at it, Alex Erickson, Cody Core, Josh Malone. Screw all that, man. The Bengals are going to have 10 draft picks. 10. Offer a late-round pick to Denver for Emmanuel Sanders. Joe Goodberry, I talked to him. He would go as high as a fourth-round pick for him because he's that big of an upgrade on film to him than guys like Brandon LaFell. And imagine, just imagine a scenario where they traded for Sanders, addressed the offensive line in free agency, which they could still do, and the draft, And John Ross pans out. John Ross emerges. Because that's what happened in Philadelphia. It's a lot like Nelson Aguilar, who was a first-round pick out of USC, was considered a bust after his first two seasons, and then, well, well, well. Just like that, Nelson Aguilar. Man, are you kidding me? Yep, he did it. He was a big part of why they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, didn't stop. The forty or the 49ers, the, the Philadelphia Eagles from going out and getting Alshon Jeffrey or getting out and getting going out and getting Torrey Smith. You gotta get weapons and weapons and weapons and weapons. Who's the competition? The Steelers. The Steelers score a lot of points. So do the Patriots. So do the top teams you're gonna play in the AFC. What's the goal here? Is the goal to be nine and seven? Because yes, then just only pay attention to the leaky roof and ignore the furnace. Because it still runs, it still heats up the house enough, but is a 65-degree house in Cincinnati good enough? Or do you want it to get to 70 sometimes? Do you want to turn that up when you have guests over? If you want the Bengals to transform, if you want the 32nd-ranked offense to transform, you have to trade for Emmanuel Sanders or get some kind of established talent. And that, he's the guy I see that is already under contract. You're not going to have to negotiate a long-term deal. And I outlined this in the, the article at LockedOnBengals.com. You can get him. He's proven. He's coming off of an injury year where he was plagued by crappy, awful quarterback play. It makes sense to me. It makes sense to me. We're going to continue this conversation. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. There are two things I want to get into about, about this trade and why, that, why it makes sense. One has to do with Andy Dalton, and the other has to do with Tyler Eifert. You can always... Subscribe to the Locked on Bengals podcast if you haven't yet. LockedOnBengals.com, Spotify, Google Play, the iHeartRadio app, Stitcher, iTunes. Which one did I miss? Spotify. I think I got them all. I, I try to hit on every single one and fly, fly by them as quick as I can. But I'm James Rapine. You are listening to the Locked on Bengals podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I just can't believe how much pushback I'm getting on this. I really, I can't. I don't understand it. I don't. I don't get it. I, I have no clue. 
James, you are so focused on the skill position. Yeah, I want to address every issue. I want the Bengals offense to be amazing next year. Not just good, not passable, amazing. I want Joe Mixon to have holes to run through and A.J. Green and Emmanuel Sanders and John Ross and all these guys to be unguardable. And that's how you do it. You move on from Brandon LaFell, who's never had 1,000 yards in his career, has never been a dynamic wide receiver, to a two-time Pro Bowler in Emmanuel Sanders, who's better, who's a great route runner, who's versatile, who can be a deep threat, who can play the slot, and who's available and on the trade block, according to the Denver Post, who could be easily had. Uh, For everything I'm hearing, I talked to my salary cap expert here on the Locked on Bengals podcast, Andre Parada. You know what he said? He was like, man, they might release him. You might not have to give up anything. I would give up something. I would give up a pick for him. Lock him up. Don't let him go to New England or back to Pittsburgh where he started his career or anywhere else. Don't give him that chance. Get him here. And they have an out after this year. So let's just say he came here and it didn't work out. Then you'd move on from him at the end of the year. An option. They have an option in his contract. If he has a really good year, you could pick up that option if you wanted to. So it's low risk for me. If, if I'm a Bengals fan, if I'm the Bengals, it's something I do. And, and the, the other two things here, the two things that people and, and fans and pushback I've gotten, the first one is a lot of you think Tyler Eifert's gone. The Bengals have hinted at wanting to extend Tyler Croft. You realize that they lose a dynamic. They lose that, that higher end of offensive player when they drop from Eifert to Croft. So if the Bengals are moving on, from a guy like Eifert who can command a double team in the red zone, who can command defense's attention, and defenses have to game plan for him, to a guy like Croft, that instantly, instantly puts more pressure on your wide receivers who, let's be honest, outside of A.J. Green, who's who's a guy you can rely on? and Rely on to be special, to be very good. None of them. Brandon LaFell, there's a spot for him in, a, in the league. It isn't making $4 million on the 2018 Bengals if I'm calling the shots. The other thing is, if the goal is to be up there with some of the elite teams in the league, the the best, the very best teams, then to me, you need to improve everywhere. I keep hearing about how Andy Dalton needs more weapons, whether it's offensive line. And that's fine. I get it. I've been criticized, and I see it. I see you guys who say, oh... I listen to Locked on Bengals, and, and it's a lot of you. I get it. James is critical of Andy. I am. But he's probably going to be the quarterback regardless. And with that being said, why would any of you object to adding another weapon to Andy Dalton's arsenal? There's no denying that the, the Bengals need to fix the offensive line and add to the offensive line. They have nine other picks if they traded this one, which is a fifth or sixth rounder. In my mind, my estimation, at best, a fourth would get him done. Maybe it's a conditional fourth, where if, if he performs really well, it's a fourth, or it drops down to a sixth. If not, they can make that work. But to me, I look at it, and it's, it's simple. You do that, you still have nine picks, you still have a ton of money, cap-wise. A ton. I mean, seriously. Michael Johnson's going to have a $5 million cap hit. Adam Jones has a $6 million cap hit. Move on from both of them. Move on from LaFell. That frees up $15 million. Trade for Sanders. That brings in eight. So you still cut $7 million from your overall cap. You could always bring back Adam Jones or Michael Johnson on lesser deals. I don't think there's going to be a huge market for either one. 
or replace them with one of your nine picks in the draft because, good God, they're not – it's not that hard to replace an Adam Jones. Six million dollars. So that's how I look at it. You want the Bengals' offense to be great? Yes, they need to add to the offensive line. Nine picks, salary cap to do so. Yes, they need to upgrade at as many spots on the offense as they can. That may include bringing back Eifert on an incentive-laden contract. But to me, it's also swapping out Brandon LaFell for Emmanuel Sanders. It it comes down to this to me. Would you rather have a sixth or fifth-round pick and $4 million in cap for some silly extension or have that cap just go to waste this year? And Brandon LaFell, or an upgrade at wide receiver, a two-time pro bowler, a perfect compliment to A.J. Green, a proven compliment to A.J. Green and Emmanuel Sanders. Simple to me. Very simple. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, wherever you get your podcasts. And I want to hear from you. On this, I really do. I want to hear from you on Twitter at James Rapine at Locked On Bengals. Why or why not? Let me know. Because to me, you could see a complete 180 from the 32nd ranked offense in the NFL from 2017. You upgrade the line, new playbook, mixing in year two, AJ Green in his prime, Emmanuel Sanders out to prove the naysayers wrong after a year where he missed four games with an ankle injury. And he's out to prove that he deserves that option year in 2019. So there's money on the line as well. John Ross out to prove the naysayers wrong. Bill Lazor trying to show he's an offensive coordinator. And a good one. I don't know, man. I hear that. Like, if you're if you're an Andy Dalton fan, you want this to happen. If you're a Bengals fan, you should want this to happen. I don't see, I don't see the downside. I know what Brandon LaFell is. Can Tyler Boyd be Brandon LaFell? Yes. Can Brandon LaFell be Emmanuel Sanders? No. Never can, never will. I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening. Check out the Locked On Bengals website, LockedOnBengals.com. For prospect insight, there's a ton. Solomon Tentman working on more of that. A ton of articles up there now. So check that out, LockedOnBengals.com. Until tomorrow, I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.